starting it now. Okay, go. Welcome to a very long delayed episode of the Mother Darling podcast. Um, it's been a while. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, he's my co-host. My co-host. Where's my co-host? Sorry, I was just, I was just enjoying that lovely introduction, Amanda. You sound, you sound so, um, so prepared for television. It's, it's, it's astounding. Thank you. I don't know about television. Certainly, maybe radio. My, <laughs> not looking. You so got a great. face for radio. No, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we would say to people because I was studying telecom in college. It was like the shadiest thing you could say to a person. That's like, hilarious. You'd be, be really great for radio. I'm so excited to be back though because the last I looked on the SoundCloud, we actually had somewhat of a little audience who enjoyed listening to our rambling. So I'm like super happy to be back in the loop and hopefully people will check us out and, you know, enjoy us some more. Yeah, totally. I mean... We're the Mother Darling podcast. We've been missing. I've actually got a lot of DMs and people writing and saying, when are you going to do another episode? When are you going to start again? Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. Yeah. Bring and, it back. You know, we're we're like, I'm in a halfway house right now, basically. So uh, um, if you hear any noise in the in the background, it's just my, my uh, fiancé. Um, or some dogs or something um, in the background. So yeah, uh, I apologize for that, but we are moving on up in the world and we will be in an officially quiet apartment in just a few weeks. So yeah, bear with totally. us. Well, I, you know, I'm a Bob. So I consider this like, instead of Pink Friday, Roman Reloaded, the re-up. This, this is, is like- the re-up. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. like, it's not a full album. We're not giving you a full thing yet, but um, yet. we're giving you a little taste of things to come. A little taste. Now who want to like, suck my pussy? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's like Mother Darling Roman Reloaded the Re-Up. Yeah, That's exactly. what I called it. Okay. Yeah. Love that. So it's the Re-Up episode. And I guess going off of what you've said already, we're just going to catch people up on what we've been doing. Yeah, because last time we had convened and uh, participated in these wonderful podcasts, we were both in San Francisco, California, and part of the reason that we had to stop recording the podcast was because you were moving to New Jersey slash New York City, and um, we couldn't do it like face-to-face anymore. It was just getting like very difficult to, uh, mm-hmm. to do them online. So, um, you know, since then, technology has uh, changed, and we have the wonderful world of Zoom, which has made this so easy for us. So... Well, we've decided to pick it up. Um, I'm living in Michigan, Amini's in New York City, and we're getting back in the swing of things. Yeah, we're getting back in the swing of things. I like that. It's been a very bleak 2020. So I think last we picked up was probably, what, end of summer 2019. It's been a minute. And it's about to, we're about to, like, we're in spring 2021. So I think... It was probably a good thing that we shelved it because 2020 was bleak, but let's not revisit that. Cause that's, I think one of the great things to come out of that was thing technology like this, like zoom and like an ability to film or like record a podcast. That's not 
subject to like needing all this technical riffraff like we can just record which like one silver lining of the pandemic is that they've streamlined the process to have meetings and to be able to record meetings yes honey silver yes. lining honey one silver we need to lining. look on the positive side of life absolutely because there's plenty to be negative about for sure we got to be realistic but yeah you've moved to michigan you're yes. engaged i am engaged um i started off in in new jersey and sort of a year ago actually literally a year ago i moved to new york city um yeah i don't really know well you know we both had some ups and downs over the past year in terms of <laughs> relationships in terms of family members moving in moving out getting sick with COVID, not getting sick with COVID, like everybody has been along the journey. And although we haven't been together, we're back together now and we're moving forward into the future. And welcome back to the Mother Darling podcast. Yeah. That's that's it. That's it. We're, we're getting, we're turning over a new page. We're turning over a new leaf. Everyone, it's like Mariah Carey says, you know, you're a, like, we're butterflies now. We've yeah. been the caterpillars. We've metamorphosed. We've become a cocoon, whatever. Oh my gosh, do you remember Metamorphosis by um, Hilary Duff? Did you ever listen to her? <laughs> Let's go back. Back to the beginning. Yes, Queen. That one needs to get viral on TikTok. That's the next TikTok yes. song. To get viral. <laughs> yes. like, you Gen Z kids don't know, but Hilary and Lindsay... They were it in high school. I was playing some Hillary for Nick in the car a couple weeks back, and he got his life a bit. I mean, she had a cute comeback with, uh, was it Sparks? Yeah, yeah. Something like, like that. I can't remember the name of the song, but yeah, I remember the, when she came out with it, but it really didn't go anywhere. I don't even, did she even release an album for that? I don't think so. I think it's like, you know how music is these days. You do a little single to put it out there and see the feelers and see if you can get like some money. Justify making an album. Yeah. Yeah. But like they're doing for Art Pop Act 2 out on Twitter yesterday, blowing the fuck up. I mean, let's talk about it because, oh, I think we briefly have talked about this before, but that, I'm sure we've uh, talked about Lady Gaga at least like 16 times on this podcast. Well, for sure. But <laughs> that album specifically is brilliant. Yes. Like, just, what did she say? She tweeted something. I'm on Huffington Post right now that they wrote about it. And she tweeted, uh, the petition to hashtag buy art pop on iTunes for volume two has inspired such a tremendous warmth in my heart. Making this album like was making this album was like heart surgery. I was desperate in pain and poured my heart into electronic music that slammed harder than any drug I could find. Yes. And then the tweet says, I fell apart after I released the album. Thank you for celebrating something that once felt like destruction. We always believed it was ahead of its time. Years later, turns out sometimes artists know, and so do little monsters. Pause up. <laughs> a few emojis like the celebratory and then three love hearts. Listen, that just it, it had like a botched rollout, and I think that was 
I know we've talked about this. She was overexposed at that point of her career. And that, I don't know, the album says so much about America as well, because like, do what you want's been taken off all streaming platforms. And then once they decided to take it off, I think everyone like binge bought that track on iTunes. Like, yeah, so for those of you who don't know, that was a song featuring R. Kelly and that whole debacle with him and that documentary came out a couple years ago and then they removed the song uh, off of like all streaming services. So it basically only exists in people's iTunes library, maybe, um, and on physical CDs that came out before like 2018. Yeah. And I mean, obviously a big misstep on her behalf to you know collaborate with an alleged sex abuser however i think she did it i think she did it for the right reasons though because at the time it was all you know alleged and it was relatively like it was he was he was known for it and but it didn't necessarily completely taint his reputation until all them other women came out and confirmed it and that's when it was like oh there's a lot more credibility than maybe we originally thought so that's reason enough to take it off i don't like the fact that they removed it because I think that's such a good song. It's, it's a great it's such song. Such a good song. It's a great oh song. And, and it's it says a lot about both of them individually. And I and I I liked it despite the fact that he's fucked up. Like I would still enjoy listening to the song. I don't enjoy R. Kelly, and I can't co-sign or or endorse any of that. But I Absolutely can not. I can enjoy a song that is very problematic. I mean, a lot of songs are problematic. Let's not get into it because the list is long. Oh my gosh, yes. They should have the just list. made sure that he couldn't get any, like, proceeds from the song and that'd be enough, like... He probably didn't. I mean, he yeah. couldn't read. This is, like, what we found out about Akali. Akali cannot read. Okay? <laughs> no, he's literally illiterate. Wendy Williams came out and said that, which, I mean, good luck trying to get royalties off of any of the music that's why he's so broke right now is because i don't i think like they screwed him out of his royalties well and his entire career is in the trash bin. and he's an abusive person that's like yeah he got um, what he deserved he got what he deserved 100 percent. and yeah. you know you you go if you're going to be in entertainment i'm sorry you, you have to be able to read <laughs> So now it's a it's a little stain on the beauty of Art Pop because it's missing a song, but still there are some gems in there. And overall, it, I mean, it totally was ahead of its time because I even remember listening back then and not really like understanding it completely. But I listen now and I'm like, damn, I get this shit. Like I vibe with it. And it's it's it definitely was um, you know made for a later era than it came out in. They just they rushed her a little bit, I think, and and that and that shows and its popularity being a little delayed. They rushed her. I mean, it's a business, so you got to put out music before they forget about you. But I think she could have gone maybe like you said previously. She could have gone a little bit more time. Yeah. Between. I mean, I think this was a time before like Adele did her thing because I. I think Adele was one of the first people who came out so hot with an album and then just disappeared for like five years and then came back for another one. They There was a period of time where it was like Lady Gaga, Katy Perry, Kesha, like all these queens, even Britney Spears with her, some of her later albums. 2011. Like, yeah. All these Great. girls were competing with one another and it was like they wanted new albums back to back to back to back so fast, so fast, so fast that they didn't really appreciate, you know, the fact that sometimes the things that go away for a little bit and then come back, you have more appreciation for it. Yeah, for sure. 
but it's a it's a machine and they have to make money and yeah this is i think probably what drove her a little bit crazy i mean i have no doubt i mean i've watched the five foot two netflix series and she smokes a lot of pot right now but i could imagine back then in her life she was smoking even more because she had her hip she was still performing she was going out on stage and like she'd like literally torn her hip and was still going out there and performing and yeah it's like crazy like the work ethic of that woman is crazy because i don't know like to to have a physical injury i mean as as an athlete i mean i don't know what it's like to be lady gaga but (laughs) like to constantly push your body to go out there and perform and make money not just for you but for your label yeah and the stuff that like you can see it like even as she says it felt it felt like a destruction right like she was trying she'd gone so far already and she was like all right you want it you want it i'm gonna make the craziest weirdest strangest out there album so much so that you're gonna hate me yeah (laughs) that's the whole and that's the whole point of the album is like it is an explosion in all senses of the words, like sonically, visually, like all of it. It's just like, it's so overwhelming. And I don't know why right now in particular, it's vibing with so many people again, but it's just like, it, it seems like now's the right time to have that energy reinvigorate us for some reason. It's catharsis. I feel like it's just like, it's like a snow, not a snowball, but like a fireball that like bursts into ashes and just yeah. like, completely goes crazy and it's like it's bizarre i think this was kind of something that was like if you're gonna love this you're gonna love me forever yeah and i i think my favorite track let's talk to favorite tracks what's your favorite track on that album okay i i don't know if i have like a favorite favorite because if i open up the album i'm like okay i'm gonna listen to a song i don't necessarily go straight to any one given song so like i have a few that are like highlights for me one is aura i think it's a great opening song and then i really like art pop and i also like um mary jane holland and fashion those are like probably my favorites on the album yeah i I like Aura, but I don't know if it's the opening. I love Art Pop. That's the one that I'll play. I have over. an appreciation for Art Pop. Like, I in the past, I used to listen to it sparingly. But you're, you're right. Like, if I were to open it up and listen to one song, I might pick that song. Just because it's so, like, we were talking earlier. It is transcendent. It's like falling into space. It's like, you just feel so light and airy and, like, sexy. It's great. Yeah. I mean, the lyrics come to me <laughs> in all glamour and cruelty. Just do the things that you do. Yeah, it's great. You. Yeah, it, I think, yeah, that to me should have been the opener. I think her track listing was kind of wrong on this, but I also think that she was, to me, the track listing is like 3 a.m., day 10 of like being <laughs> a 10 days straight and it's just like oh god just put it together just put it together i don't i don't even think i don't even think that it track listing is important in the in this album just because it's all just a big bomb like it doesn't matter what like what order configuration what order you put it in it all just goes so freaking hard all the time that it doesn't really like it doesn't really matter 
Yeah. Because I don't, I don't think the point is so much of like telling a story or anything as much as it much as it is the feeling of listening to the music that she delivered. Yeah. Rocket number nine, take <laughs> off to the planet. It's very Bowie. She's going for Bowie in this. I think yeah. there's a lot of stuff here that's very Bowie, and yeah. I don't know. I love this. Is my favorite Gaga album, and. I don't know. There's part of me that thinks that a lot of this, like, part two, like, art pop part two thing was literally, like, I think a lot of those tracks just ended up on Chromatica. Which is, yeah, I don't think she's going to release, like, an art pop part two, because I think there were just so many tracks on Chromatica that... I beg to differ, because... Oh, okay. I have have some insider information. I don't know if you're privy to this information as well, but... I was a big stand back in the day and still am, but more so than um, than I am now. And during that time, she had revealed that she wrote 90 songs for art pop and um, that there she referenced several by title names and none of those names have come out in future songs. And those are the songs that the fans want the most. A lot of them were produced by DJ White Shadow who produced a lot on that album. And he has revealed that, you know, the songs are pretty much like finished and he has all of the, the um, like production and everything done with it. They just chose not to put it on the album. They just left it. And then she also did during that same time in like 2014, 2015, say that, uh, the next album she was going to release was going to be art pop part two, but I don't think the label allowed her to do that. (laughs) Oh, damn label. So that's where this whole, like this whole, um, uh, justice league Snyder cut type of pop music thing comes from like, there's, there's, there's this version out there that exists, but just wasn't released because the studio said, Oh, I don't think we're going to go in that direction. She should just be ballsy and leak it. Yeah. I mean, it's her highest rated album on Google. It's like 97% of use Google users like art pop versus 93% that like Chromatica. Oh, and wow. Chromatica is a great album. I enjoy Chromatica. I didn't enjoy... It's like art pop and Chromatica are very different. Yeah. I couldn't listen to Chromatica as often and as long as I lived... Uh, like listen to art pop like i don't think that god art pop came out when eight years ago seven 2013 eight years ago eight years ago yeah i will still listen to that album i don't think i'll be listening to chromatica eight years from now yeah who who knows who knows but you know uh it definitely goes to show that there was something special about art pop that people really appreciated and it's getting the recognition it deserves in my mind me too. I mean, the media was not on her side with this album either. I mean, even her like falling out with Perez Hilton uh, happened during the art pop era. Yeah, she just went through a lot of shit that time. Yeah. I mean, he was coming for her. She called him a fake friend. Well, oh, he probably I mean, was. I mean, he was like kind of setting up failure for that album. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, like he was writing really disparaging things about it, saying that it it was calling it like art flop and stuff on his blog. And it's like, dude, if that was your friend and you wanted their shit to go well, you wouldn't be calling it art flop. You would be like not even reporting art at all. 
But yeah. it just seemed like it's like everything. It's like Britney Spears and it's like all the pop divas of since past, like they build you up and then there will be a teardown moment. And this was art pop for her, I think. In my mind, it was. And yeah, I think that that's kind of the whole point is that's something we were talking about earlier, like the whole rise and fall and being obsessed with that. And yeah, I don't know, you were talking about whether it's an American thing or whether it's a human thing, but I think that that is that is the the message of the album basically it's like she got up to such high a peak that the only way the only way was down the only way left was down yeah and it wasn't necessarily like you know that the album's not terrible obviously like we have an appreciation for that and we enjoy it a lot but in in terms of like the media and everything they really tore her down over it because i think the expectation had been built up so high for something that was going to be universally loved and it just like it it wasn't because it's so unique and so specific to her personally. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it was a reaction to everything that was going on around her. Yeah. And she pulled it off. She really pulled it off. <laughs> Not at the time, because I don't know. It was one of those things where I think like poisoned by media, therefore was not going to be what it should have been, but in retrospect has gotten the credit it deserves. So. You know what, she really, she really should release this part two because it'd be a big slap in the face to everybody. She's like, yeah, I'll just drop this part two and then I'll win an Oscar. Like she, she's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go get an acting Oscar while y'all, while y'all listen to my art pub uh, part two. That's why I would love if she leaked it. Cause I know, I know that, the record label's not gonna let her. You know, you never know because if like have okay, so did you see this whole Justice League thing that happened like a couple months ago? No, what happened? So there's like this superhero movie called the Justice League with like Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and it was released in 2017, but the director of the movie originally uh, was Zack Snyder, and he's like a he's like a visionary director who was like has a crazy CGI, beautiful visuals, deep storytelling. And he originally had like a cut of this movie that was like four hours long, but the studio um, decided to go a different direction, hire a different director to recut the movie and make it kind of like more like a Marvel movie, more like brightly colored, not so dark in tone, a little more jokey instead of more serious and dramatic. And the movie just flopped at the box office. Um, but a bunch of people online on Twitter just, you know, wanted to see this recut version, this longer, darker version that Zack Snyder originally planned. And um, nobody thought it would see the light of day, but just this year they released it on the HBO Max streaming app and it got a ton of recognition and was super popular um, amongst everybody on Twitter who wanted to watch it. And it's like, above and beyond 10 times 11 times 12 times better than the original version is it's amazing it's a work of art so i'm <laughs> i can see where people could use that as a reference be like okay maybe there is something here if we do a little fan service we can make a little coin yeah no but that's the beauty of social media isn't it is that we can like pressure movie studios to drop movies that have completely fallen by the wayside yeah and I mean, it's a marketplace. Twitter is a marketplace. You can you can quickly understand 
what people want just by doing a Twitter search. Of course. See what's trending, see what's popping. Yeah. I mean, I hope Zack Snyder got his cut of coin from from that. That would be really difficult though, as like a director to like put so much effort into something. Yeah. And then to have them. I don't think, I think the problem was during that, it wasn't necessarily that he was like fired from the project. I think he left it because his daughter had committed suicide. (gasps) So he kind of put it on the back burner and wasn't prioritizing the movie and wanting to release it. Like, I guess, on schedule because he was dealing with his family life so the studio just decided you know like let's hand it over to another director and let him finish it and he just kind of like ruined it god that sucks this but this is what i'm talking about this is this is a jordan peterson rule and it it applies to both art pop and to this justice league movie it's oh no controversy do do what is meaningful do what is meaningful not what is expedient you have to some some things some good things take time you know what i mean you have to you have to let things percolate you have to give them the time and energy that they deserve in order to really reap the full rewards that you possibly can and these just quick win fast food type of you know albums or movies or whatever like they they don't they don't they don't get as much in return as it would if you would allow them like to take time yeah i like that i like that piece of of JP advice. JP advice. <laughs> Sorry, that's little... Nick sneezing in the background. Even though I told him not to make the noise, he's gonna get <laughs> five lashings now with the whip. We love Nick. We do um, love Nick. No, I I agree. I, it's it's weird. I feel like I grew up in a time where like it was just on the cusp of like delayed gratification was still something that was of value. Yeah. And then the internet just came in and like wiped all of that clean. Completely completely wiped it clean and it's like i'm not gonna disrespect the internet i love the internet it's like how we distribute this it's how we're able to connect it's so many benefits of it but there's certainly a counterbalance between you know instant gratification and delayed gratification it's like you can't have too much of one thing you got to balance them both but yeah in terms of art yeah you can definitely see what's oh I don't know if you can hear that siren. No, not really. Okay. Damn, New York City. City I, have never... so, I have crazy stuff going on in the background here. So we we all know. They they know. We we briefed them earlier on what the tea was. We're in weird living situations, but it'll I'm, get better. Yeah, I'm I'm living in Chelsea, the, the neighborhood of Chelsea in Manhattan, and my roommate is down in Florida. Florida. So it's just, just me in this big alone in this i mean it's a beautiful apartment i love where i live but somebody they were like filming something on my doorstep today and they were like almost not going to let me get into my building with my groceries you come up and you're like i'll push your hair back you're like do you guys need any like help for this like show or movie or whatever like i'm available i just like hand them a headshot (laughs) i could totally that'd be amazing if if your life was like a cartoon that would totally happen you you look like a star let me put you in my movie will you, do you have time to be in my movie <laughs> yeah, yeah sure i'll just put my groceries away real quick and i'll meet you downstairs yeah see you in 10 yeah see you in 10 um no they were like do you need to get do you need to get through here 
And I was like, yeah, my apartment's right there. Are you filming? Am I allowed to go? What's going on? And they were like, oh, you can go. So we just like stepped out. And even before we started podcasting right now, I saw that they were still out there kind of with like trucks and stuff. I think it might have been in New York. You actually have to put it on the street what the production is. So I think like two weeks ago, we had like SVU being filmed mm. down the street. Um, another guy that's gone viral. What Chris Messi? Chris, what's his face? I don't know. I don't, I don't know who you're referring to. Do you watch that show? What Law and Order? Yeah. No, nah, girl, that's for old people. That is for old people. <laughs> Sorry That's... if you listen to that, somebody, but <laughs> but don't come for me. I mean, I guess you can't because I really don't have any social media or anything, but don't hate me for it. Um, it's it is though, it's kind of for old people. I like I like campy stuff. It's not my taste. That's that's it. It's not for old people, it's just not my taste. I haven't found anything on television that I've wanted to watch. I think like the productions that have all been halted because of the pandemic haven't been able to film. So I think we're just in like this weird space time continuum of like no content. Well, the streaming world has seen a lot of content, but I'll tell you what, the movie theaters have got to be suffering because I, I used to go to movies all the time and I cannot tell you the last time I've been to a damn movie theater because I, well, number one, I don't even know if they're open, but number two, if they were, I'm not sure a lot of people would go. They're open. I know the ones in New York City are open. I can't speak on Michigan. Mm-hmm. But the ones in the city have opened. I guess Godzilla versus King Kong. Oh, yeah. See, I watched that on streaming, bro. You watched that on streaming? Yeah. It's funny how this has completely affected the film industry in that they need to distribute their movies. Like, do you remember, like, so back in the day, if you were an actress, like say Brittany Murphy had films that came out in the theater that was like, okay, a gauge of like, oh, she's a big deal. She's like a star because her movies are mm-hmm. still coming out in the theater. Now, if you go like straight to DVD or like video on demand, it's like a diss, you know, like, oh yeah, the studio didn't really pick up the movie for mass distribution in theaters. So we're just going to put it on iTunes and see who, you know, bites there. Yeah. Now it's like your movie is not going to stand a chance unless it goes straight to like Netflix. Like there was a Charlize Theron action movie that I saw on Netflix. That oh was, yeah, the Old Guard was. Is it that one? I think so. The one which is like die. immortal. Yeah, yeah, that was that badass. One. That was a good movie, and I was yeah, like, I, I would have loved this in the theater. Like yeah. it was still good at home, but I don't know. There's something about like. The dark room, the excitement of being a part of an audience, and popcorn. Yeah, dude, I I love going to the movies. Nick and I go see like all the Avengers movies and stuff like that in theaters, just because when you're there, you're with an audience, and it's like the experience is just heightened because everybody's yep. emotions all like melt together in this room, and it, you're just like enjoying it ten times more than you would if you're like alone at home staring at it in the dark. Yeah. And like even the sound effects can like make your chair vibrate. It's like it's it's surround. Like yeah. everything's enthralled in this movie going experience. There have been films that I've watched in the theater and been like, that was great. And then yeah. I'll get home and recommend you, like, you should watch it. It's amazing. And you sit behind a couch 
and you at home and it's like, you know, you don't have surround sound. It's just like old and old. It's like coming from your TV and like, you can't even get the whole room dimly lit. You know, it's like, and then I've watched the film and been like, I think Atomic Blonde was one of those movies where I was like, this is mm. great. And then I watched it with like, you know, I think I watched it in San Francisco with Aaron and he was like, this movie's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> that is something Aaron would say. <laughs> That's so something you would say. And I was like, you're right. This really wasn't as good as I thought it was. And I, I, I pinpointed it down to like, oh, I think this is just because it wasn't seen in theaters. But that's when you know you've got a good movie is that it translates from screen in a theater to also being good at home. Yeah, I guess that's a pretty good measuring stick. Hmm. Yeah. But I don't even know what films are coming out at the moment. I don't, I'm not clued at, like the Oscars are supposed to be the end of- Oh my God, the Oscars are trash, dude. Yeah, I don't know. It's like- really weird to me what was the one that i think i was watching a movie with my roommate it was um the stephen hawking one something of everything oh the theory of everything yeah the theory of everything and um oh god like i get it i get it but i can't stand when actors do that thing where they're like i'm gonna get an oscar this and they do sort of this acting where they're like you know i think it was like eddie redmayne's on a train and he like dips some creamer into his like cup of coffee and he's like staring into it and then he stares outside the rainy window and then he has an epiphany (laughs) about the universe and it's like this like string symphony playing in the background it's like he's realizing things he's changing the world he's changing the world with what he's doing right now and i'm like i just can't stand that like pretentious acting like like hmm staring yeah staring strings music yeah they're trying way too hard oscar give him the oscar yeah the oscars just terrible anyway but even besides the movies that they nominate like they just they don't even they don't even nominate the best movies i mean everybody has their own taste right but like objectively speaking the movies that have been nominated for best picture over the last like five ten years have just been garbage yeah agreed and i don't want to offend anybody in the academy well, but, I mean, if you're in the Academy, start start getting some better movies up in there, dude, because like, <laughs> the, the ratings of your shows are going way down because nobody's interested in the movies you nominate. JF totally. Totally. I think there's a credibility issue for sure. I mean, it's like the Grammys, right? Like, I think there's a, lot, there's a lot of like... Um, there's it's a business, lot of like, it's politics. It's, it's business, it's yeah. politics, it's a lot of PR, it's a lot like of how the like, hell did the weekend not get nominated for one single Grammy? That I that was shocked, shocking to me. I was like, what? Yeah, I was shocked too, because there's a beautiful album. It really is a beautiful album. And beautiful album. on top of that, at least something for blinding lights, which has been in the hot 100 top 10 for like Man, a year. A year. Yeah. I still think about that from time to time. I'm like. Who was even nominated? Song? How is the song still in the top 10? Like, it, it's still it's a great like, song. It's a great song, but are people still discovering it and buying it every week? Like, how? 
it's a streaming thing. It's a it plays on the radio all the time. Okay, the, the streaming thing. It that was makes- it was on. I was I have the iTunes store on my phone because I'm like an old grandpa. But um, I it was in the top ten of iTunes for like literally six months. Like people were still buying it. So it it deserved at the very least to be nominated for like record of the year. And the mere fact that it wasn't and some random ass song won like record of the year or song of the year. I'm like, are you kidding me? This is like, it's a scam. They're literally, they're literally just there to give awards to people who like pay them money and have been a part of their organization for the greatest number of years or who gives them the most clout or whatever. Like, yeah, totally. It, I'll perform if you give me this. Yeah. It's, it's a bunch if you of give me this award. I'll, it's it's a lot of politicking behind the scenes. It has nothing to do with what songs are the actually the best songs. Of course not. I mean, I love Taylor Swift. I'm a Swifty, but yeah, same. Evermore was not. It was not album of the year material to me. Personally. Well, she won for folklore, darling. Don't get it twisted. Oh, now. oh, Paramore. Or no. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I can, it's one of the yeah, more. It definitely was album of the year worthy. I can say that because I I have listened to her albums in the past and her other albums that have won album of the year. I I, I still listen to some of those songs. Some of those songs. I still listen to Red. I yeah. still listen to 1989. Yeah, Thanks. classics, classics. Yeah. I think um, she did. She win for Speak Now or Fearless. I can't remember. What oh my god. Country ones. Yeah, speak but, now, right? We need to do another episode. Okay, we go. We, we we we'll talk Taylor Swift maybe this next episode because this is Gaga and the comeback. But yeah, Taylor Swift. <sighs> I don't think folklore was really it for me, and I think she's at a time and a point in her career where I don't think she's making. She's deliberately not making music that's going to be commercial and i think that's like all going back into her deal with scooter braun and like big machine selling her masters like she's i'm listening to the music and i'm like okay this is like i can tell this is just kind of in the same way that reputation was like the b-side to 1989 it was like i gotta put stuff out because it's a contract and i need to and i'm just going to put out like cardigan or like just like like just non not interesting stuff but because she's such a huge star and she's amassed such a following and a legion of fans that will listen to everything that she makes mm-hmm. i think like once she dropped folklore every single song was on the hot 100 yeah i mean she just does that pretty much along. every time that she she releases it, an album they all chart. of course yeah, but I mean, like, I don't think it was. I don't think it's you know not well deserved because on on folklore and evermore there are songs that I like, but it's just not. It's just not like pop music. You know what I mean? It's like folksy music. It's a little more twangy, a little more country, which is totally in line with what she's doing. And maybe you're right. She's like doing it for uh for a reason. Maybe she's trying to you know jab a little bit at her label and scooter, or maybe she's even trying to take a step back and be like, okay, let's let's go to something different for a while. So then when I come back to pop, people are like, oh yes, queen. I think so. And I think she's she smart like back, that. She has longevity. She's smart like that. She's totally smart like that. She's not making she's not putting in an effort right now. Yeah. And it's crazy that you could like make an album, not put a huge effort into it. And still win album of the year. Yeah. 
That's crazy. That's clout. Yeah. You know. That is clout. That's some, that's some serious clout. So, yeah, The weekend should have won album of the year 100%. Yeah. You know, he didn't spend a single cent on PR or marketing to go and buy the nominations. Like, you need to wine and dine if you're going to do that. Yeah. Like, you need to go find out who the Academy voters are. The influential ones that will tell others how to vote as well. Yeah. It's a game. And I don't know. It's a little little bit of a shit show, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's like when you look at the history of who's won them and who hasn't won them. Like Diana Ross never won a Grammy. She won like an icon and legend and a star. Icon, legend, star, never won a Grammy. I think she won a Grammy for like a lifetime achievement award. But like, was never like. I mean, was nominated, but never won. And Mariah Carey, I think Rihanna has more Grammys than Mariah Carey. And I love Rihanna, but let's not. You know, Mariah Carey is. That's a voice. Like that's that's Mariah singing. Carey has has real talent. Uh, she's a songwriter. She has some. She has. I mean, both Rihanna and Mariah have you know some of the most iconic, mem- memorable songs of all time. But mm-hmm. but Rihanna's Rihanna's is just a hit maker. Like that's that. There's not a lot of depth to her at times. No, and there's a world of depth with Mariah Carey. Like yeah, when I was going through my breakup, I would take baths, and I would listen to Butterfly, the album, which came out in 1997. And it's from start to finish a beautiful album. I mean, she's singing about, oh, you know, that the whole theme is like a butterfly. Like you're ugly, not feeling great, and then you're like metamorphosing. As she had a, a, a cocoon, like Jasmine Masters on the runway of season seven of Drag Race. Yes, she had a cocoon, darling. It's a, it's a cocoon. It's a cocoon. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's when she was divorcing Tommy Matola and she was like flying on her own. She was doing her own thing. And that's beautiful. There's depth there. Yeah. I don't know. I miss albums when they had stories and they were doing, they were saying something, but we're not in that climate anymore. And maybe they're a little why- few and far between. I think that's why. Um... Adele's albums hit so hard because people really long for that storytelling aspect in an, in a whole album and you don't really get that very often so once you do it's like a major smash yeah and Adele's smart because she got like millennials at a young age as well as old people like if you're an artist that can tap many different markets like I can listen to Adele with my mom yeah. And sit along and like enjoy it and it's like fun. <laughs> um, can't really do that with some of our other favorite artists. <laughs> Don't know if I could do that with Art Pop. <laughs> yeah. I oh my god, I did that Omni, no joke. When Art Pop came out, I was driving around in the car and I put on GUI and my mom was sitting next to me in the car and she's like, What the fuck is this, Nathan? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, don't ask me, mom. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's such a sensitive subject, music taste, when you're a little gay boy. Yeah, because you can, you connect with it, you live for it. And then to have somebody be like, what is this? It's like, shut the fuck up. Let me enjoy my damn music. 
Exactly. I, I've completely lost all self-consciousness when it comes to the music that I enjoy these days. Yeah. And, and not- same, and all the people listening, me, you know, hating on Rihanna or whoever I hated on today. You know what? You got your own music taste. I, I love Rihanna. I love, you know, all these people have songs that we all listen to. And it's just opinions at the end of the day, you know, no hard feelings. It's, it it's everybody's, everybody's got their own tastes. And, you know, when your mom says what the fuck to your Lady Gaga GUI in the car, you don't have to bitch her out. You can just be like, you know, what? everybody's got different tastes. You can jump out and walk the way home if you want to, mom. I'm just obnoxious and I turn it louder and then start singing in like an animated way. LOL. That's exactly what I used to do. I used to get stoned <laughs> as shit inside of my parents' house while they were at work. And I had these big ass speakers. I brought the big ass speakers into the, to the bathroom. And I took like an hour and a half long shower, bopped art pop and smoked weed in my parents' bathroom. That sounds like heaven. I mean, it was, it was kind of a, it was a little bit of a trying time, a little tribulations there, but um, you know, that was, that was our pop for me. Our pop was like, I was there in that moment needing that release and, and it lined up with my life synchronistically. And I just, it, I needed it and it came and that's why I appreciate it so much. I, I, yeah, same. I was think I think I was in a tough spot when our pop came out too. And yeah. And yeah, it's it's catharsis in the same way that she talks about how it was self-destruction and it was like kind of a, a beautiful metaphor for like what she was living through. I think it was evidently the same as what we were both seemingly living through too. So yeah. It's There's just, it's, it's like renewing listening to it. You go through so much like energy by the end of it. You feel like, like you got to work out. You feel like, oh, I'm, I'm refreshed. Yeah. Applause right at the end too. Dun, dun, it's like, dun, you know dun, what? Dun, I am going to applause. I'm going to applause Art Pop. Yeah. I'm going to applause this album and maybe listen to it all over again. <laughs> there are, no, I think those are the most special albums are the ones that get you through times, like trying times. Like yeah. the Pink Print was the one for me. Like there's just so many like things attached to music. And we'll I have listen- to go through like our favorite album sometime. Yes. I would love that. I would love to share so that we can like listen to them and and then, you know, enjoy what each other has the most respect for. Maybe we could start like allow like listen along with us moment. I would love that. Where we like comment down below if you want Alawu. <laughs> Alawu. Well, I listen to this podcast called Pot Psychology and they talk about that. Wawu, which is watch along with us. Oh. I think listen along with us would be great. Um, I would maybe we could get set up like a little Patreon and we could watch some music videos. I would love that. I think we should definitely set up a Patreon period because I think uh people would probably pay to hear just our voices. I don't think podcasts make enough content. I know it sounds crazy, but when you find a good one, you just want more from it all the time. Yeah. So if people are not sick of us by the end of this episode. Yeah, LOL. If if people want more, you know, you know where to find us. Omni has everything. What what have you still got, Omni? I know you I know you took a little break from social media. 
I'm still on my break. I mean, I'm on it. I mean, I'm an Ifanua, A for Apple, M for Mary, I for Indica, N for Nancy, <laughs> I for Indica, F for Freddy, O for Octopus, N for Nancy, U for Unicorn, A for Apple. On all platforms, that's Instagram, uh, Twitter. I'm on TikTok now. I made my first TikTok the other day. It got Sick. 10 likes. Oh my God. It was so funny. Thank you. Yes. So go check out my TikTok and like it and maybe follow me too. Yeah. But yeah, I'm on all the things. And I think it's probably the best way to promo these. I think we had a mother darling Instagram, but it's not very active. That's totally fine. You know, if you guys are out there and you want to contact us, um, you know, hit up Omni because yeah. uh, you can't find me anywhere. Don't come a looking bitch. No, it's kind of. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we should definitely put up like, I don't know, user questions. If people have any questions to ask, we should create like a little Google document or Google something where like people can just fill out a form and ask a question. Yeah, seriously, whatever, like we need topics, we need fun little things to do. So if you guys are listening, hit us up and um, give us some things to do during these conversations. Because, you know, at the end of the day, we're just going to keep talking about Lady Gaga. If, 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 if nobody's going to give us anything else to talk but about. But there's so. depth to it. There's depth. There's depth. She there's analysis. It's a metamorphosis. We yeah. didn't just, like, talk about it. We went in and why it's so meaningful to us. And we yeah. got the uh, Mother Darling exclusive or Nathan kind of went in and and gave us the background info on Art Pop Part 2. So stay tuned. Maybe she's listening. Maybe she's going to drop it after she hears this. Oh, my know? gosh. Gaga. Yes, queen. You look so I good. Her, I hope her dogs are okay. <laughs> yeah. I hope her dog walker's okay. Oh, my God. I hope her dog walker's okay. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. I did what everyone on Twitter has been upset about, which is... I was more concerned about the dogs than I was the man shot in the chest. <laughs> Allegedly. But I hope he's healing up well. Regardless yeah, our prayers go out to the dog walker. Yeah. So oh. yeah, hit us up. Hit us up. I will probably make the form and pin it to my Twitter. And then, I don't know. I don't know if I can really do anything like that on Instagram. But yeah, slide into the DMs. Ask us a question. We're here. We're sorry we've been so absent, but yes. and this is just the re-up. Things will get better. Things will be more organized. This is just this is just one step in the right direction down a very long road ahead. So we're glad to have everybody along the road with us. Yeah. Shikning, no? Shikning, no. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna stop the recording from now on and we can keep talking later, Amani, if you want, but um, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Bye.